0: Welcome to the Returning Citizen Podcast. The Returning Citizen strives to help people coming out of prison and their families by sharing success stories, connecting available resources, and building supportive community. We want to remind our listeners that the United States has the highest rate of incarceration of any country on earth. Most of these folks return home as our neighbors, thousands per year in Detroit alone. Everybody wins when we help these returning citizens be successful.
1: Thanks, Amani. This is uh, Jacob Smith, one of your co-hosts for today's podcast, joining Amani Mixon, who you just heard from, as well as Eric Burgess, who is joining us live via the telephone. Eric, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing just fine. How are you and Amani and our guest?
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're good here. Everybody's
1: good. doing just fine. So we have a full house uh, tonight. We've got a number of representatives here from a wonderful Michigan-based program called the Prison Creative Arts Project, or PCAP. So PCAP brings those impacted by the criminal justice system and the University of Michigan community into artistic collaboration for mutual learning and growth. We're also going to be discussing a specific project that's part of the PCAP family called the Linkage Project. Which is specifically for adults returning from incarceration, offering professional development and artistic workshops, a creative peer support network, opportunities to exhibit and perform and other connections to the arts. So today's conversation is about the intersection of how art um,
0: coincides with creating a <laughs> sort of release for returning citizens and artists everywhere.:
1: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. So diving right in to introduce our wonderful guests. We've got Janie Paul. Janie is herself an artist and also an emeritus Arthur F. Thurno, am I pronouncing that correctly, professor at the University of Michigan Stamp School of Art and Design, where she taught for 20 years, recently retired. Congratulations. Thank you. She's also a senior curator and co-founder of PCAP's Art Exhibition, which I will be describing in more detail in just a moment. She's actually been involved with the program since 1995, so that's fantastic. We're really excited to hear her uh, perspective on how the program has developed. She uh, used to teach a class called Art Workshops herself, which was in prisons where her students would facilitate weekly art workshops, and she is currently collaborating with incarcerated artists around the state to write a book about art as well as the annual exhibitions, which I will be discussing in just a moment. We also have two more artists joining us. One, Michael Vanderhorst. Michael is a drawer. He's also the director of The Bridge Commission, a Michigan-based nonprofit. At 21 years old, uh, Michael was sentenced to 13 years in the Michigan Department of Corrections for armed robbery, released just this last September. We're so honored to have you on the program and sharing your perspective as a returning citizen, you know, empowered through the arts. We also have Larnell E. Johnson, another drawer, if I'm uh, not mistaken, who's currently pursuing an art degree from WCCCD, the Wayne County Community College District. He is also a PCAP member. So you went through the PCAP program as well, as I understand it. Still active and helping others uh, achieve their artistic dreams. And he's currently involved with the Linkage Project, which, as I mentioned, is the returning citizen portion of the the PCAP project. And uh, Larnell brought a extremely special gift uh, to the podcast. (laughs) That is his mother sitting with us as well. So, Carol Johnson, mother hello. of Lernell, if you yes, can say
3: hello. Uh, hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> so with that, we'd love to uh, dive right in and start this conversation. So first and foremost, I was hoping that each of you could kind of share at the highest level just what is PCAP all about?
3: Well, PCAP was first exposed to me as I was in a level four facility in Macomb, and I had been doing my own artwork drawing painting at that point and didn't really realize that there was any outlet for it to be seen uh, outside friends or family and a friend who had been participating in the prisoner art exhibition for some time encouraged me to get involved And i didn't really know what to expect and uh for me it was going over and meeting artists coming in from the outside as they viewed our work and selected it Gave us feedback. Um, I remember being told one of my pieces was disturbing. And I I had to laugh. I said, disturbing. They said, yeah, disturbing in a good way. (laughs) And uh, for me, it became almost in some ways, it's hard to describe, but very much like a fraternity. You'd run into men all around the state. They were involved in PCAP over the years. You ask them, you know, "What, what were you involved in? Where was it? You know, how many pieces do you have selected last year? And it was just really an outlet for us to become a community onto ourselves and have an expression on the outside, so.
1: Mm. And Jenny, I was curious if you could uh, just elaborate a bit about what types of activities uh, PCAP is responsible for.
4: Well, first I just wanna pick up on something Michael said that PCAP is really a community and our intent is to bridge this big divide between people outside prison and people inside through the arts. And it's worked really well over these last 25 years. And we've managed to create a community that does bridge that big divide. We started out PCAP. Um, Buzz Alexander is the founder of PCAP in the late 80s, early 90s. He did a workshop first with women, and a theater workshop. And he started bringing his students at the University of Michigan into prisons to do theater workshops And then it expanded from there. I moved to Michigan, and I started doing art art workshops. Um, So PCAP is obviously really important for the people inside. It's also important for all the students and volunteers on the outside because we don't go in, like, with the attitude of we're helping people. We go to create spaces where we can all, as individuals, grow through the arts. And the people who, the students and the volunteers grow in their understanding of humanness as well as the people you know inside so that's sort of a a major theme of PCAP and in terms of our programming we basically have three main sections we have the arts workshops which there are a lot of them I mean there might be 20 to 30 going on at any given time um, in theater uh, visual arts uh, writing uh, music um, so there's the workshops. Then there's this big show, which is we just had our 22nd year of the show, so it's been going a long, long time. And, and then we have the Linkage Project, which you mentioned for returning citizens. And, and
1: we'll be digging in, yeah. in, in in more detail in, in just a moment. There, I'm curious Larnell, how, how did you? Uh, was your uh, exposure to PCAP similar
5: uh, to Michael's? Mine was uh, a little different. Um, I I went in with the intent to uh, to Sharpen my craft because I knew with the time that I had I just didn't want to waste the talent that I had it was an it was an escape for me to um get away from the, the madness that was around and so what I did was um my cellmate was like, "Man, you need to go to the day room and and, and you know draw out there and get you know a little bit more room so when I went out there i I noticed a sign on the wall a bulletin was um talking about pcap and it was like PCAP became uh, an opportunity for me to feel like I was part of the, the world. Um, it was a freedom that uh, allowed me to, to express myself in ways that everybody had to listen. So, And it was, it was one of the most beautiful things that happened in my life when I was inside. So uh, it just took on uh, a life of its own.
0: For sure. And can you all sort of um, expand upon how it manifested in your everyday life? Like, did you do PCAP once a week or, you know, how often did you all practice art?
5: No, PCAP was like life. It was like no once a week. It was like Mm -hmm. every ounce of breathing was um, what it was all about. Because when you're when you're um, a locked away, you're in a in a world of um, literally it's madness Mm -hmm. and only way you can find freedom is within yourself and that's what PCAP gave me that opportunity to say you know I could shut down everything and when I'm drawn it's like I was in heaven you know I was gone and then everybody come by there be like right where you at and I'm, I'm gone <laughs> man don't hug me right now but that's what PCAP gave me it gave me an opportunity and then through my art but I, I could say things that you know I wanted to say and if, I mean, if, if I was angry, if I was happy, I put it in my art, and then it goes to this gallery, and you had to look at it and say, wow, what is he saying, you know? And I, I, I say what I wanted to say, and then and you had to listen. Right. And that's what PCAP gave me.
0: That's beautiful.
3: Yeah, I really agree with Larno. It, it's a lifelong thing while you're there. You just, as an artist, can't get away from what you're doing. This is your craft, you know? You might get up in the morning... And start 6, 6.30 and draw, you know, deep into the night. And it's a way of not just escape, but growth. You know, working through your issues you have, emotional problems, as crazy as it may sound. You know, anger can come through on a, with a pencil and pad and better than maybe it does with a psychotherapist. But it became that, and then as the year would progress, you know, you would look forward and for me, it was a matter of I know I'm only going to get about two good pieces they are going to select, so what am I going to do? Mm. And being kind of strategic and saying I want to make sure I present my best this year and going ahead and knowing that this piece might take two or three months and planning behind that and making sure that you know I was prepared and I was ready as far as supplies went and other things. And so it really became even a a larger piece just on an annual level looking at it that way.
1: Eric and I were at the um the Ann Arbor showcase a few weeks ago and uh somebody Eric, do you remember who somebody said to us uh we were looking at a few paintings and drawings that were just blowing us away and someone was like, "Man, that's what happens when you give a really creative person with a lot of time uh, an outlet."
2: I remember that statement. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'd like to add my perspective as somebody on the outside. Please. Um well, you know, we talk about art as an escape inside, and I like to think about it also as a way of coming closer to yourself, really. It's like not just going out, but it's going in. Don't you think so?
5: Oh, definitely. Really? Oh, De- yeah. and,
4: and that's also true for for those of us on the outside. For So for me, for example, I'm a painter. Um, after a few years of doing the show, I found I was really drawn to some of the very detailed drawings in the show and just the level of intensity and emotion coming through. And, and the work really affected me and it made me change the course of what I was doing in my work. Mm-hmm. And basically what it did is it also freed me to do what was most authentically mine, because my audience or my artwork began to shift so that it included all the artists inside. And that became more and more important to me. And the art market became less and less important to me. Mm. Mm. And so, still there, of course. But my whole internal frame of reference and audience shifted. And my connection to the artists, which was so powerful, really helped me also become more myself as an artist
5: man it was so cool when um i met Janie paul um <laughs> it it was like um see the, the thing is it's like we don't get a lot of visits so when we do it's like um it, it's it's peak out you know and then so uh Jenny paul came in and I, I had like a few a whole bunch of art pieces
0: 40. up <laughs> and
5: um and and, and see, I was that's what I was known for while. I was inside, so everybody was like, "They to put them all up and tell them all." So I set them all up on them. <laughs> and uh, so she came in and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she was looking at it, and then I fell in love with her, you know. And 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 I don't think we it just continued to grow. the and it what what really amazed me is this little woman coming into the prison was like with no fear whatsoever, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." I was scared to come in here. And here this lady and, and, and the students as well, you know, they come in with no fear whatsoever and it's like um it gave me the courage that, you know, I I could I can survive this thing, you know, if they got enough heart and enough um in them to come and be a part of our life and share their life with us. Um, there's no way I'm going to let a, a little lady like this outdo me. So it was like, <laughs> and then she said, you know, I can draw with pencil, too. And I said, oh, no, no, she really no, stuck on my toes. So we connected so well. And um, Buzz was like a, a father figure uh, to me as well. So it was like a family, you know, just coming to visit. And um, we just got that close. Gotcha,
1: and we understand that your uh, mother is a talented artist as well. Yeah, she, uh, I'm getting little from my son. I taught a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to know: uh, Were were you an artist prior to uh, getting locked up?
5: No, it was it was a God given talent. You know, I, I can draw. I think I can draw before I did anything. I don't. I, it just was an amazing, just to had a talent, and um, and like I say, well, um, in 2015, my baby girl passed away and it was her dream for us to be, you know, go to school together, and, mm-hmm. and she was just as talented as I am. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, I'm gonna finish this off, just not for her, but for me as well as her, um, just to accomplish this degree thing, so.
0: For sure, to build a legacy. Exactly. exactly. That's beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. And Had you been
1: creating art, uh, Michael, previous to?
3: I had. Up. I wouldn't know if I'd exactly call it art. <laughs> <laughs> It was so rudimentary before I got uh, put inside, but you would have moments of what uh, alcoholics would call clarity, and occasionally something amazing would pop out, but for the most part it was so rudimentary. Um, Upon my release, I, I had an old trunk that was given back to me, and in there was my old drawing pad, and it went through the height of my drug abuse with me, and... What was translated on the paper at that time Looking back at it uh, It truly told the story of itself But mm. uh, prison Gave an opportunity, like you said Men with an exhaustive amount of time uh, To hone a craft uh, And as Janie even said To discover who we are So
0: Definitely And it sounds like you all made a lot of like Personal leaps and also Personal connections mm-hmm. through art So I'm wondering how you all Respond to people who think that art is a luxury or like maybe not a necessity of modern life. Like, what keeps you going through all this?
5: Wait, when you when you I I, I guess with myself, just having the talent, it's like um, you know, you have to you can't just take it for granted. You know, you have to uh, embellish it to a point where it it has some meaning. Mm -hmm. And uh, when what with PCAP done for me was this really opened me up to saying these people love me. And they're giving me an opportunity to do the things that I really love to do. So it's like I have to give back as much as they're giving to me. So it, it, it's it's not called the linkage program for nothing. It does link you to a society of people that really care about you. And, you know, when you're locked up, you don't feel like no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, It be moments that, you know, you just alone and, you know, no one, you know, Communicates with you, and then all of a sudden, you know, this group of people come in, and um, it's just a beautiful thing. When you, that's why I I would, I I would recommend to anybody that even have an ounce of talent to, to just get in the program for whatever talent that they do have to, to uh, really seek out PCAP because it has so much to offer. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I think even just to add to that a little bit, as artists, sometimes we felt that tension inside with ourselves. Uh, against the Department of Corrections, uh, the rules and regulations they would make based on what we could could and could not have uh, made you feel like man they really they really don 't like art <laughs> they really don 't <laughs> like artists you know when they took pencil sharpeners out a few years back, mm-hmm. all of us pencil artists were like, "What are we going to do Freaking out like, yeah, what are we <laughs> you know it it makes you so angry and you go they don 't value." This, like Larnell said, this God-given talent or this way I'm expressing myself, how I do time and be productive—I'm not in anybody's hair. And then you feel it; it's, it's a tension there. Um, and so I believe, you know, anybody outside that feels the same way—you know—that really, is not valued anymore. It's legit, both outside and in.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of art as a basic human right. I mean, art is not just a decorative or a fun thing to do. It's a way towards self evolution. It's a way of understanding oneself and of communicating. And that's what makes us human. One of the things that makes us truly human. And from my perspective knowing hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of artists in prison, it really speaks to that because you basically you have a random a group, you know, random group of ordinary people who've all ended up in this place these places hundreds of people and the huge high proportion of people who are doing art and doing it well Mm
2: -hmm.
4: speaks to the fact that you know more people that you know than we think on the outside could be doing art and profiting from it and also i know so many people and i know you guys do too whose lives have just been transformed you know, I hear so many stories. Like I was gambling, I was fighting. You know, I realized that that wasn't going to be the way to live. I started doing art, and I've changed. I've become a generous, you know,
5: and, and it, person. And it, and it does. It so. does change. But what it, what it really what, see the thing is that what, it, what art does is that it isolates you from being the norm, and it gives you an opportunity to be something special. Mm-hmm. And Inside it, what it does is like, since everybody's into the tattooing thing, it um, they have to come through the artist to 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 really say, man, if you could draw that. Can you put that on my back, mm-hmm. or can you have somebody to, mm-hmm. you know, they want to copy yeah. it, whatever. So it it, it like I said, it, it, it's such a it's, it's such a, a broad perspective of what art really does inside because it's, if you if you take the time that you're given. And You use it as an opportunity, mm-hmm. that's when art really becomes something special because you can do the time, you're gonna have to do the time. But if you can do it in the perspective of winning, is you're not really doing time. Mm-hmm. And see, that's how it was with me I wasn't doing time, I actually was letting the time be valuable to me to win. Is when I every moment, every year, I push to be the best that I can be, mm-hmm. and that's what gave me the initiative. Like I said, when Janie says, I'm I can draw. Uh, I got a degree in art. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she thinks she's better than me, you know. So I was like, nah. But it was that motivation made me push and push. Every time I heard her in my ear, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be better than
1: her. <laughs> so. Hey, so so uh, Eric, I- I'm curious to know, had you been familiar with the PCAP program? Just for, for context for those maybe just tuning in, Eric spent 18 years in, in prison himself. I'm, I'm curious if you came across this program when you were uh,
2: No, I haven't. I was a... Uh... Dick man, professional <laughs> 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 but uh i'm astounded by hearing uh, michael and larnell's story on me i feel art is very therapeutic even though i'm not an artist it's very therapeutic self-expression sometimes i think art can be uh compelled to pain or maybe redemption for both of them that's what i'm hearing that's mm-hmm. synopsis of what i'm hearing which is a great thing. Like I say, I'm not an artist myself. I barely can draw a circle. <laughs> but oh, I find astounding what they said. You know, once Mrs. Paul came into the prison you know, for Larnell, I think what he's seen was a glimmer of hope, which I think all prisoners somehow um, look for, whether it's from a visit, from their talent, could be a lawyer. So it's, uh, hope comes from all different type of uh, aspects for prisoners. and I like to Commend her, Mrs. Paul, for um, having the courage and and compassion and love, you know, for prisoners. Yes, I second that. Thank you. Thank you.
3: This whole discussion about you know value and and who we are and how this really evolution happens, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking about the movie Glory. If anybody's seen Mm -hmm. that, about the Massachusetts regiment during the Civil War, and these men that came into it. They were, many of them, runaway slaves, and they had to go through this process of finding what their identity was outside of that. And for us as prisoners, that's often how it felt. It felt like we lived in slavery to this system, and we were slaves in our own mind much of the time, and that as time went on, even through art and expression and through people like Janie and Buzz, uh, we were able to forge an identity outside of that. We weren't seeing ourselves as slaves or runaway slaves anymore. You know, we were more than that. You know, we had value. We were appreciated. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody came and said that, you know, you couldn't have this sharpener anymore or things like that, your very value and identity was threatened at that time. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes so important for men because, really, the value of who we are becomes wrapped up in that to an extent. Mm. You know, what was um, funny about
5: not having the materials that we needed um, at at certain times when, now I I, I was so blessed to be um, around some officer who saw the value that I had. And even though they knew, and I hope I don't get them in trouble, but (laughs) they let me keep my stuff. And they, like, Lionel, you know, you can't have, you got 10 sharpness, (laughs) you can't have all of them. But they would this and just keep, you know, just keep a couple of them. uh, And uh, because they, like I say, one thing about um, when you dedicate to something and you, and they see that, you know, all officers aren't bad, you know. Mm -hmm. They really saw that I was, day and night, that's all I did was draw and uh mm-hmm. study whatever I had opportunity to do the things that was gonna make me a better person. And it's just amazing when like I said for them to be so open and, and so um understanding as a prisoner, they don't like I said, they don't give a crap about nobody. They just they just look at you and did I say something? I I could say that. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. <laughs> and and it's just it's just um it just was it's just when they when they saw that in me, they was like, don't worry about nothing. Just, just keep doing what you're doing because you're not causing any problems. And that's what separated us.
1: You you can say whatever you want as long as you'd say it in front of your mother.
5: Oh, no, I can't say oh. nothing then. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why <what> I said.
1: <laughs> I was thumb, um, Yeah. So, so on a recent episode, we had um a, a gentleman, Jamo Thomas, who was – Describing his work doing activism work from within the prison system, and he describes something very similar, where he was able to make a very compelling case to the prison staff and ultimately the Mm -hmm. warden that this was a way to keep men out of trouble. And that's what Um, that's so it it was you know he he pitched it as this is in the prison's best interest because it makes you look good. It keeps it keeps guys out of trouble. You know, everybody wins. So,
5: but you know, that's what Michael was, Michael was saying is that it's, it's really bad because of the system. They, you? You would hope that they see the value in this, mm-hmm. but at times it, it just doesn't seem like it because it's like we're not causing any problem, but they've taken taken every every almost every year. It seemed like they was taking something from us, and like I said I was just one of the one fortunate ones that they didn't bother because they saw that what I was doing, but. What about the guy that just want to learn how to draw, you know, and and don't have the the uh, pencil sharpener, and then the pencil sharpeners that they have, I mean, they eating up t- uh, two dollar pencils, and like, you know, we rich in there, you know, you, and and it's just not it's just not fair because I think the system need to understand that, you know, they see the value, but uh, see, I see I'm I don't I'm not saying this is how the system is, but I think the system they're more focused on the corruption more so than the success of somebody um, doing well. So it's like the worse you are, the more attention you get, the better you are, the less attention you get.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of spoke with Michael about this a little earlier. Um, It seems like you all were really compelled to finish your art no matter what but were there certain moments where you felt either discouraged or like held back or like there were unnecessary restrictions on your creativity because of where you were and how did you overcome that thought
3: yeah even there's rules that you would never even think of there's a limit to how many pencils you're allowed to have and so you know when i would order pencils of a particular color and you might have to order six or more at a time because you know it's going to be four or five months before you'll see any more again, you're thinking in the back of your mind, what if I get that one cop that shakes down my room and he counts my pencils out and he goes by the book and now I lose those? Mm -hmm. Or there's times where you might be working on a drawing, and Larnell, if you got your room shook down, what was the first thing on your mind my, my supplies Right, your supplies I remember losing stuff in shakedowns And it would just disappear And you'd go to the, the cop and say "Well, Where's my sharpener, where's this I don't know mm. And there's, there's no repercussion for that mm. And not only that, the first thing really You know, what are they going to do to my stuff You know, I've got this picture I've been working on I've got 45 hours wrapped up in it Easy that's a work week yeah one crease through it and if you know anything about a shakedown in a room those those cops are heavy-handed so (laughs) you know it's there's a lot that goes into it but you know it is it was a determination i remember i keep bringing up the sharpener incident because for me it was a it was almost like life and death Mm -hmm. i stopped at that point and i said what am i gonna do at, am I going to put down these pencils, am I going to be done, or am I really going to endure? You know, you spent all this money, all this time, you know, and PCAP was coming up for that year for the exhibition, and I went out and I bought 30 by 40 boards, You know, these g- giant, massive boards. What are you going to do with those? You had plans for them. Are you really going to do what you were going to do? Are you going to take the time? Are you going to do whatever it takes? And so you do. You have to fight and endure. But it's it's a battle. It's a war every day.
1: Thanks, Michael. What I'd love to do is I'd love to transition into talking about the Linkage Project specifically, as that's the, again, portion of the PCAP program specifically focused on returning citizens. So I was hoping you guys could tell us just in a bit more detail what the Linkage Project is all about. How does this translate once once you get out of prison?
5: It, it really, um, what it does is it, it, the name speaks for itself. It links us back to society with uh, abundance of opportunities that we wouldn't normally have if we got out uh, with, on, a, on a go back to your basic parole system type of thing. Matter of fact, Vanessa, who is um, a, a director?
4: She's the associate director s- of the, PCAP, the, and she's in charge of the linkage project.
5: Yeah, She was so instrumental to me being where I'm at right now. I mean, I, without her, I, I I can't say where I would be at because she 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 done things for me that I would expect the system to do from finding a job, from getting in school, from every aspect of me being where I'm at, even getting my job. She was such an instrumental part of that. Mm-hmm. So that's the linkage, what it does. It really does link um, us back to society.
1: And maybe, Jenny, you can speak to this best or whoever I but... Um, I was hoping to to get your opinion there as well. But also if you could elaborate on what types of opportunities are available for returning citizens that are listening in who might be interested in the arts, might be pursuing the arts, and are interested in opportunities through that
4: Right. So if you're a family member of someone inside and you want to get them involved with PCAP and then they can become a linkage member when they get out, you can go to our website – and go to the section about returning citizens and families and follow those links, and you can sign up your family member who's inside to get our newsletter and be on the ma- our mailing list so that your family member inside can then join a PCAP activity inside, which means that then they can be part of linkage when they get out because linkage is specifically for people who have been involved with PCAP inside but there's no limit on who can be involved with PCAP inside.
0: Perfect and we know that we have you all pretty close to home really soon um, mm-hmm. starting now actually there's an upcoming exhibit which has started on May 5th and it's going through the 27th at University of Michigan Detroit Center Gallery and what can we expect to see there? A huge variety of kinds of art. Paintings,
4: Drawings, sculpture, but also work from beginners, work from highly skilled people. We take work that our main criteria is that the artist cares about what they do. They could be a beginner. They could be a sophisticated artist. Images of prison, landscapes, dogs, you know, frogs, <laughs> anything, you know, lots of stuff, beautiful stuff.
1: Fantastic. And we also have the Linkage Project Workshop Day coming up on May 20th. That's at the same location, the University of Michigan Detroit Center. Um, As I understand it, returning citizens in the Detroit area are welcome to join for a couple of different workshops. Um, There's lunch. There's a reading from uh, PCAP's Literary Review. The event is completely free, but you've got to register. So you can call 734-647-6771 or email vmayesky, that's m-a-y-e-s-k-y, at umich.edu, and we'll include all those details in the uh, description as well. So just in wrapping up, I'd love to hear any final thoughts that you guys have now that we've had a chance to to break everything down. Do you have any particularly exciting projects in the works? Anything like that
3: that, you, uh, that you'd like to share? I guess really just my final thought is um, if people hadn't heard about PCAP in the past and this is the first time, this is a project and these are people that really have done a lot for so many men inside – There are very few groups that take the time to come in and treat us like human beings and treat them like us, like their fellow man. And PCAP, as Larnell talked about earlier, they did that in such a genuine way, very transparent. And it it meant a lot to many people, especially to myself. And so, you know, I just thank uh, Janie and Buzz for all the work they've done over the years and all the other volunteers and um, just appreciate it from deep down in my heart. And as
5: for me, I'm just grateful for the PCAP program. I'm, and like I said, it helped me to um, really solidify myself as far as an artist and to take myself to school and get a degree to master talent. And, and that was another thing that PCAP um, helped me with is getting into school. And see, PCAP is not just about a protocol of what they can do as far as what is scripted. Um, like I said, the things that they've done for me was not in the program of pcap it was in a program of the love of pcap mm. um they just some awesome people so um don't just take it for granted that you have to be an artist or you had to be a, a really great artist for this right. opportunity they will help anybody mm.
4: that's right anyone can get involved don't think that you have to be a developed artist i also want to just uh, make clear that we do work w- with women as well mm. um we don't have any women represented here. But there's only one women's prison in Michigan. Um, but for any family members out there that has a loved one in the women's prison, we, we do where they're included also.
0: Great. And I want to thank you all for coming in as an artist that, you know, is trying to get a practice and, can, like, continue to make stuff. This has been great. Everything you say is valid and beautiful and inspiring. And then for everyone listening, be sure to sign up for the PCAP email newsletter at prisonarts.org. Or you can come May 20th to learn more about upcoming projects for writers. And thanks for listening in. Thank you all for coming and sharing your stories with us. And we'll talk to you soon.